You want some more of this bitch? Welcome to the Three Kings Podcast, where everyday blokes act like kings. I'm just a regular, everyday, normal motherfucker. I told you in the first song, I'll tell you in another. I'm just a regular, everyday, normal motherfucker. I don't have a girlfriend, my hand Welcome to Three Kings Podcast. I'm Nick, and sitting across the table from me is Madge, also known as the Burly Whisperer. What's happening, Madge? Oh, not much, mate. Good to be here. First step. Yeah, just watched the Supercross. It was pretty good. What do you think about it? Yeah, not bad. Not bad for um first round. Wasn't too much drama, but yeah, good to get the year started, so. Yeah, a few riders on different teams. Yeah, heaps of team changes. Everyone who changed teams done reasonably well, so that's a good start for everyone. My boy, Tomac, not doing too well. Nah, that's, I was kind of expecting him that, to do that, but he's never really that good straight out the gates. Yeah. Takes a little bit to warm up. He did well in his heat race, though, so I thought I might have transferred to yeah, the main. Yeah, and, and he qualified pretty good, too, but, yeah, I don't know. He'll come good, hopefully, so we'll just wait and see. Yeah. Malcolm did pretty good. Yeah, he was riding um, unbelievable. It's a shame that um, Moosecan took him out, but he he put himself in that situation a little bit, too. He could have backed off. Yeah. I was um, texting you earlier on because I was watching the – time qualifying and he come out and done the fastest lap time and then Anderson was pretty close behind him and then he come and put out another two fast lap times so I thought he would be a lot further up there than he finished. Yeah the whoops he's usually red hot through the whoops and they um I don't know weren't suiting him he even started jumping from him a little bit tonight he never does that um so you know next track once the whoops get a bit bigger because they always start them off pretty kind of tame at the start of the year so everyone doesn't get hurt but they were actually pretty gnarly tonight. Like a few lads had a um, pretty big crash in them. So, but yeah, hopefully he comes good. I'm real excited to see what he does on that husky. And um, yeah, he's but he's still his result was still alright. A seventh to start off is pretty good. Yeah, well, considering Muskin took him out, like yeah. like we were saying before, Muskin's been riding very much like Dungey like his whole career. And his last last year, he starts taking out people left, right, and center. Yeah, last hurrah, he doesn't care. Eh? <laughs> but um. You're saying that Colt Nichols broke both his arms? Yeah, I world? just read like we've just finished watching the Supercross, and then I was just on my phone and I seen um yeah that it come through. He broke both his arms, um a big hole or laceration in his hip, and a burn from the exhaust pipe or the motor. So hopefully he gets better soon. But yeah, he's going to be out for the rest of the year. So. He's not the best motocross rider either, so I don't know what the rest of the year holds for him. You'd be spewing if um, your team manager of Star Yamaha, both your title contenders are out for the Supercross completely yeah, both, now. Yeah, both are defending champs are out, so I don't know. Maybe they might bring up one of their amateurs early or something. You don't know. Oh, well, just looking at the 250 riders, you were saying that um, their Robbie Wageman wasn't doing too bad. He'd come eighth, so maybe they can give... Someone not on the lower. Nah, they wouldn't do that. They'd bring up the younger guys they've already got because they they got a big team already. That's why they've got what have they got? Six riders. So even with both of them out, they've still got four riders. Yeah, because you got Nate Thrasher and Craig on this coast, and then you got Martin and Kitchener, wasn't it? Yeah, Levi Kitchen on the uh, west coast or oh, east coast. Yeah, so that's right. But we just come back from Hamo. How did you enjoy that? Yeah, not bad, eh? It's always good up here, mate, bro. I love that place. Um, 
what did we do? Five, six nights up there. It was a bit of a cyclone when we first got there, but it, what is it? Cyclone Seth or whatever yeah. it was that come down. But it um calmed down after probably two days, and then we got yeah bullshit weather the rest of the time. So it was it was perfect, good little getaway for the end of the year. Yeah, so pretty much what happened is me and Andy flew up on a different flight to you, and we were getting a different flight back, and we were supposed to leave earlier than you, and our flight somehow got delayed because of engineering problems, and um, so we're sitting there, and it's like a five-hour delay, and then we get back, and I'm just about to leave the airport pretty much, and I get a phone call from Andy, he's like, oi, I was like, what? He's like, I can't find my car anyway. I'm like, what do you mean you can't find your car? He's like, I'm on level four where I parked and I walked up and down and I can't find it. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, it's just not here. So I was like, all right, well, where else do you reckon you parked? And he's like, oh, I don't know. I was like, so I drove, I was parked on level eight. Yeah. So I drove down to level five and met him there and drove up and down the, the like the bays looking for it. He's like, nah. Parked in, I swear, parked in level four, and it's like an orange, orange car park and all the stuff. So I was like, okay. So then I go up to level seven, six and seven, can't find it. And he goes, oh, Chels just called me. We parked, we looking in the wrong car park. They're parked in the car park behind it. Yeah, like the further away. Yeah. Then. So they're like, no, because I remember walking through the valet section, and he's fucking looking in the wrong car park. Yeah. And wasted twenty minutes looking for his car in the wrong car park. Yeah, I've done that before at Brizzy Airport, actually. I don't know how, though, but, like... Yeah, but you just forget, because you walk straight out of the airport up that thing and into the car park, and you think you're in the car park, but there's, <laughs> like, one at the front and one at the back. Yeah, I guess, yeah, we had a bit to drink, though. But yeah, big recovery, eh? Yeah, and then he, as, as he's pretty much can't find his car, he's like, oh, do you want to go Wedding Wild Friday or something? Might as well. I haven't been in Wedding Wild since I reckon, since I was like 15 or so. Um, so I was like, yeah, right. So we ended up going to Wedding Wild. And um, you know they got weight restrictions on every ride now? Yeah. It'd be, yeah, a safety thing, yeah. Yeah, but like, so you pretty much what happens is any ride you go on, doesn't matter what ride it is in, at yeah. Wedding Wild, you go on a stainless scale. It doesn't give you a, a, like how heavy you are. Yeah. It's got a green and red light and if you... Like, light enough, you can go. Yeah, right. And most of the rides only 120 kilos. Yeah, right. Which is not really that heavy if you think about it. Yeah. Because most guys are pretty big lads. Yeah. 120 kilos, not much. So we we went, did a couple of rides, and then we did a couple of rides together. And um, so Andy's 86, he said he was. Yeah. Which he reckons he put on six or seven kilos in hammo. Yeah. And now I was 90. So together we were like 175 or so. And yeah. the, the maximum for two people is 180 kilos. Yeah, right. So we're like right on the limit. So we go on this thing, it's like the kamikaze. It's like the first um, dual ride we go on together. Yeah. And um, pretty much we sit on there, get ready to go. And the lad goes, oh, you guys are right on the limit, so... Um, it might be a little bit to get going. I was like, oh, yeah, sweet, sweet. So pretty much what it is is just come out of the ride and go straight down and back up and, like, do 360 and everything. Yeah. So he pushes us off, and as we get to, like, the apex, just before you go down, we get stuck because we're obviously right on the limb. And he's like, yeah, you boys are a bit heavy. I can't push you any further, so you're going to have to wiggle your way down. Yeah. 
And Andy's laughing because you can see my big gut hanging out. Yeah. He's, he's laughing at and he's got big hairy tree trunk legs through his arm. And yeah. So we finally get over it and we get over and a couple of, couple of the guys in the line are having a laugh because we got stuck on the literally the first ride we go together. <laughs> and he's like, fuck, man, I can't wait till holidays are over so I can stop eating like shit. Yeah, well, he said to me, he's like, I still haven't deflated from him yet. I'm like, yeah, neither. Well, he says, he goes, oh, I can't wait to stop eating shit. Yeah. What do you reckon we had for lunch after when wild? Yeah, probably burgers. Yeah, we've got big family fish red rooster with like yeah. four burgers and rooster roll. And he's like, oh, do you want a gravy? I was like, yeah, yeah, we'll get a gravy. So I'll, I'm thinking he's going to get a small gravy. He gets a big family gravy. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's like three <laughs> things of chips and he gets a big family thing of gravy. So That's so good. Kent Roxon getting A1 win. Yeah, I thought um, my pick was the – I thought the two Honda – boys would be up there i didn't really know in what order but i thought that'd be pretty good and um like my hope was malcolm would be up there but yeah the honda lads coming out on top especially kenny um cooper webb was pretty quiet all night but he still somehow managed to get a, a second um Barsha was up there he was in second for a bit got a third that's a good start like not as good as the last few years but podium first rounds always good um, Marv, he was um sneaky too. He had a few crashes and still got still got fourth, so he done real good. Sexton being Sexton, like he called, fast as and yeah. just throwing it away by himself. Yeah, that one crash he had by himself, that um one into the berm, that was I don't know what happened there. That was pretty that was like a one in a hundred crash. But um He did say that one surprised him. Yeah. But the other one in the whoops was just retarded. Yeah, he said he was that he crashed on the emotion after yeah. crashing the first time. So, but no, nah, that's even. But that's a good start for him too. Like a fifth, like last year, I think he was out at the start of this series. So, um, that's a good start. Top five first first rounds always good. And Joel, your guy that you said was going to be a dark horse, Anderson. He should have been up there, but oh, taking him out. He was riding unreal, mate. He was um. Yeah, he was so fast, he just got a bit of bad luck at the end there. But, um, yeah, I'm excited to see what he can do on that bike because he's, he's been on, um, like, the Euro bikes for ages, so it's good to see him back on a Jap bike. I honestly didn't think he would be any good on the Cowie. Yeah. I thought it would take a little while to get used to it. Yeah. Um, but he definitely surprised me. Even Cinturello surprised me, him coming in with the... Short shoulder. Yeah, it must have started bothering him a bit later in the race because he was holding good pace for probably oh, over half, three quarters yeah. of that race, and yeah. he only kind of died in the ass at the end. So, but he, he, everyone knew he had that shoulder injury. So, an eleventh, like it's not great, but at least he finished the race and he can st- still keep going. Hopefully, I don't know how long this um shoulder injury is going to last for. Hopefully it doesn't plague him all year. My my favourite underdog is Joey Savacci. He did really well for A one eighth. Yeah, he went good. Um, heaps of KDMs in the top ten. Like you got Pleasanter, Savacci, and then you got um, Mookie Webb. and Webb. I mean Malcolm. I mean Marvin and Webb. Yeah. So they the KDM had a good night tonight. And like we're saying, how does Dean Wilson still have a ride? Yeah, it's um, 
well, obviously we all like him. He's a top bloke and he's entertaining, but the results just have been the same the last three to four yeah. years. So hopefully he can get better. It's only the first round, so you can't judge anyone on the first round too much. But Yeah, but history does show that he is that kind of 12th to 15th place yeah, well rider. That's, that's kind of where I was expecting him to be, but... Like it's not a that's not a bad result either. Like everyone in front of him is a like world class rider, so No, exactly. And like we we're saying, there's that many two fifty guys coming up and we said that the only real reason he kept his ride is because Osborne retired. So Yeah, well the word on the street was yeah, he was gonna go back to a factory supported gig out of a van kind of thing. But yeah, because um Osborne pulled the pin they Gave him that ride, which is which is good of him because he's a fan favourite and he does bring eyes on the sport. But um, yeah, results haven't been the best lately. No, but like we we're saying, like after A one, Craig has voiced his opinion that he wants to come up to four fifty. Um, Nichols and Cooper are getting kicked out of two fifty, so there's three riders already coming up. Surely he doesn't have a factory ride next year. Nah, he and he'll probably be the first to admit it. Like he knows he's on um borrowed time. Borrowed time unless he does something spectacular this year. But yeah, there's a lot of a lot of good guys coming up that um are probably more deserving and you know, got a bit more of a future in front of them. Like Dean Wilson's on his it's not bad to say, but on his probably last legs. And yeah, as you said, you got Craig, who's no spring chicken either, he's pretty old, but um you got like all the likes of even Faulkner's, I think, coming up next year. Yeah, and you got Craig, you got um, Colt, but he's going to be out all this year, so it's going to be hard for him to get a good ride. Yeah, the same with um, Cooper being out. They said roughly six months. Yeah, until he's riding again. Yeah, but um, then, but yeah, it's it's gonna it's gonna like it's only the start of the year, so we shouldn't really be talking about it. But yeah, it's gonna be funny to see where all these two fifty guys fit in because. Everyone that's got a ride above that kind of deserves to be there and you wouldn't really replace them. No, exactly. Like, especially Malcolm Stewart, like I said, qualifying fastest, um, did fairly well in his heat race. Yeah. I I believe Malcolm Stewart should be closer to the top five, really. Yeah, and he would have been if he didn't. Like, he, he had a crash and he's still seven, so that's a, that's a good night. But it's like a crash. It was more of a takeout. Yeah. But... um. Husky have obviously seen a lot of potential in him because they signed him for two years for motocross and supercross. So that's going to do nothing but wonders for him because the last probably, what, four years, he's only rode supercross every year. So that's only like four months of the year that he rides and the rest of the time he's flicking lures in the pond. It's going to do him wonders to be able to like grind all year. He'll just get so much better. But you have 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 to be pretty impressed with Marvin's ride he went down twice? Yeah, once or twice. I think it was once. And come back to fourth. Like we're saying, the field is so stacked that if you go down, it's almost impossible to catch back up. But yeah, he, it's, he's it's, still got fourth. Yeah, it's real slow to get through the pack. Like you can you can come through the pack. Like Tomac was outside the top ten and he ended up sixth. But it's so slow to get through the pack now because everyone's so fast. Like Fernandez, he obviously... Had a run in with Marv too, yeah. Um, finishing sixteenth, yeah, and a lap down as well. So, um, it just shows that 
we always every year we like we talk among the boys always say every year the 450s are packed but this would have to be the most packed 450 year to date yeah well you're gonna see that this year you're gonna see likes of factory riders maybe not qualifying yeah it's 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 probably gonna happen well bogle didn't qualify yeah obviously bogle um, we had Alex Martin not qualify too on his debut yeah. 450 ride. Yeah, you can't expect um, yeah, an easy run into the main these days. You know, like it used to be a pretty much guaranteed thing. And if you did go to the LCQ, you weren't that fast because you know you could at least get yeah, top four. But yeah, now you've got four or five kind of good dudes in the LCQ. The LCQ was pretty good. That was entertaining, that yeah. 450 LCQ. Yeah. <laughs> But um, McElrath's top off the start and just got buried. Yeah, I didn't see what happened to him in the main, actually, to tell you the truth. But he always, in his heat, he rode real good. He got second and he was winning it for most of the, most of the way. And, yeah, yeah, A1's always pretty good to him. Like, back in the TLD days, he always killed it there. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I was real excited to see what he would do in the main. But, yeah, I'm not sure what happened to him. But 18th's not a great start, but... You can only get better from there. No, I, I, he had good pace at the start with his heat race, so I thought he would have been been a bit more up there considering he's like it's not his um, rookie year. He, he did didn't do too well last year, but yeah, well he was hurt most of last year, so. But it's only the first round. Like everyone's going to have a, a shit race, and hopefully that's his shittest. So yeah. Plessinger was sneaky getting up there. Didn't hear from him pretty much the whole race. And yeah, I didn't really see him all night, um, to tell you the truth, but inside the top ten, so not a bad start, but that's kind of where I thought he would be anyways, even if he was... Had a good start. Yeah, good start. Like yeah. That's kind of where you'd, where I thought he would be. Did you see the look that he came out for A1? Yeah, Cowboy. big Full Ricky Bobby style? Yeah. I'm just copying in the... The footsteps of Daniel Ricciardo when he went over there and did the NASCAR. Yeah. Full Ricky Bobby style. I reckon that's pretty cool. He's, he's always a character. He's, he reminds me of Dean Wilson. Like, he might not be the fastest, but he'll have a good, like, social media following kind of thing. And not just that. He always wins a couple of good results. Or not wins, but always has a few good results during yeah. the year. And, um, yeah, he deserves that ride. Were you surprised that he went to KDM? No. Well, where else could you go? There's a spot there that's one of the best teams. So, yeah. No, I wasn't surprised. And I think it's only a one-year deal, so hopefully he does good enough to retain it because, yeah, as we were saying, there's a lot of guys munching at their heels to take, spot, take spots, spots next yeah. year. So. But you, you're saying it's March last year, this year, aren't you? Yeah, he's only doing Supercross, and, yeah, this I'm pretty sure this is his last year. You don't reckon they'll run a three-rider team next year? Nah. They're only doing it because of Marv and he's been with KDM his whole life. And, um, yeah, they're just doing him a favour. You reckon Gas Gas runs a two-man team next year? No. Or it'll be Barsha only? I don't think so. Um, TLD's always been a kind of smaller team. Yeah. More of a d- development team. But now like they're in the 450s and got a big name like Barsha. So I don't think they would want to or probably could afford to run a two-rider yeah. Um, 450 team. There's a lot of gas gasters out riding in Australia, though, so you'd think because they're selling quite a lot, they would be able to have, 
you be able to support like they've got an Australian team, like Australian yeah, Gas Gas, do you think they'd be able to support maybe a two man four fifty? Yeah, team? but it's the TLD themselves are, as I said, like a development team. Like yeah. they'll leave that the big show teams to like your star Yamahas and your um pro circuits, you know what yeah. I mean? You you don't reckon they'd put like a um I can say like a Alex Martin, like a, maybe like a B grade rider nah. that wouldn't cost so much to have on board with them just to have two gas gasters in the 450. Nah, because it's a lot of money to, you're not just paying the rider, you're paying the mechanic. Like yeah. it's a lot of money to yeah. have another rider when they don't need it. Like they get a lot of publicity and press from just doing what they're doing. Like Barsh is a, like a massive fan favourite and plus three-lead designs have always had for the last probably... 10 years have always had some of the best looking bikes on the track so what do you think about those method wheels oh yeah they're all right um they're obviously trying to pump them and good on them like another brand getting into the sport is never a bad thing but yeah i like the black rims better than the red rims yeah i like i said to you i reckon if they made the riding on the rims black so it was a red room with the black riding yeah probably would have looked a bit better the white stood out for me a bit too much yeah um for me, I thought it was pretty ugly. But to it's, be honest with but you. it's something different too. At the same time, like, it's the first time we've seen it, oh, so it stands out. Like yep. it, it, we all say that when a kind of new shape bike comes out as well, you know, yep. you're like, oh, this thing's ugly as. But after a couple of weeks or months, everyone like froths it, you know. Yeah, and no, I reckon exactly. the same thing will happen with this. But it's good. It's, it is good to see just something little like that change. Like everyone's running black rims these days, you know. So yeah, well, it's good to see that there's. More and more sponsors maybe trying to put more money into the sport and sponsoring it to try and make the sport grow. Exactly. So it, is, it is good to And the that. team's doing real good at, at pumping them too, like um, bringing up the method race wheels all the time in all the press conferences and like Barsha on the podium and um, Mosman on the podium in the heat and that. So they're, they're going good. But in saying that too, they probably might have even brought out something ugly so everyone's talking about method race wheels now. Yeah. Like we're talking about it. Like how many other people are talking about it, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but um, Cooper Webb surprised me. Normally he's a very slow start and coming in, coming out and getting second in A1 is yeah, well that's very what impressive. He's, that's what he said. He said that's his best ever A1 result. And he didn't look that red hot all night, to tell you the truth, but he just does what Cooper Webb does and freaking grinded and got to second somehow. He reminds me a lot of Dungey, don't you reckon? Nah, I don't know who he reminds me of, but he... Dunji was always real sly and he, he was never there, but at the end yeah, of the year he expect, was... You always expected Dunji to be like a top three guy. Yeah, but... Where Webb sometimes can start in 10th and stay there, you know, like... Yeah. Dunji was always top three on his worst night. Yeah, but that's what I mean, like it's... He's kind of sly that he's always there. He might not be win, winning every race, but he's like kind of... He's just good, he just never gives up the whole time during yeah. the race like where i don't know like even tomac's result looks all right like he got a six he was in 10 for 11 for probably three quarters of that race yeah well he was where webb started i think he was only in fifth or fourth but like to get up to seconds like that's a pretty good night for him well tomac was um eighth of the start and then he dropped down to 11th and then um a couple of riders went down and he went back up to fifth yeah and then a couple of riders, went, like he got past, and a couple of more riders went down. So, it, I, to be honest with you, I think he's very lucky to finish sixth. Like, Ferrandez was in front of him, and he stalled in the warps. Like, yeah, that pushes him back down to seventh. 
Malcolm got taken out, so that pushes him back down to eighth. Yeah, um, but Anderson got taken out, so that pushes him back down to ninth or tenth. Yeah, realistically. But at, at the end of the day, it didn't happen. He got six. So yeah, I know. But um, I'm just new, saying, new team, first round. It's it's a like a fair result for him, really, especially with the start he got. It doesn't surprise me though. Like, nah, as much uh, as Tamak could win or get tenth, and it wouldn't surprise nah, me. No, like, especially after. The year he had last year, like he didn't come off a ten win season or something, you know. Well, like he I, usually does. I was putting money down that he could retire at the end of last year. So, I who time Mac? Yeah, I look like the dickhead now. Yeah, but in saying that, he probably sh- he might be. But if, it, if if this star Yamaha doesn't work out for him, he might be going down Chad Reed territory where he's ruining his name. Nah, he wouldn't do that, and he. He's still a hundred percent capable of winning. It's it's one round, new team, six is fine. He'll be happy with that. And it's it was one of them tracks, everyone was the same speed. Like if you go yeah. through the lap times, everyone was the same speed. Like obviously the Honda lads got out to a good jump on everyone else and then they picked up each other's pace and were um working off each other's lines and then Sexton was able to nearly capitalise and get past Kenny, but he couldn't. But yeah, when you get a good jump like that and you're putting down better laps than everyone else. It's easy to get a gap like that. Just want to do a shout-out to Daniel Blair at the um, pre-race interview or pre-race report that he does, calling that Sexton's gone for the, the wider line with a nice straight right and almost hole shots. Yeah. Like, not very often you, you see something like that happen. Yeah, well, he was. He was talking about the two gate picks that both the Honda boys took. He's like, Kenny's taken the inside one for security and Sexton's gone for the risk it for the biscuit line. Yeah. They both paid off. They both got first and second off the start, so it was a good pick from both of them. But I've heard talk saying that the 22 Hondas are amazing stock, 100% stock. If you saw a rider like me, which is not very good, yeah, you don't need to do absolutely anything to those Hondas. Yeah, well, they were good last year and obviously when... Um, Chase and Kenny are healthy. They are the probably two of the fastest guys out there. And, um, yeah, whenever Kenny gets out front, he's pretty much impossible to beat. And they've had that bike, especially in Europe, that bike's been developed for two or three years now, so they'd be on top of it. Did did you see the, um, at the end of the race um, report that Ken Roxon has won five Anaheims or been on the podium five times in Anaheim. Yeah, I did see that actually. I did not know that. I, I was honestly just thought Barsha was the, the only one that had a good run at Anaheim. Well, I think Barsha's one of the only ones to do it all in a row. And it's yeah. just when Barsha does it, it's a bit more of a thing because like, he's got no championships to his name and you don't really class him, or not everyone, but like... Everyone just likes when Barsha wins, you know. So when yeah. he wins Anaheim, everyone's frothing because he's a fan favourite. Well, he's still got the um, four years in a row on the podium at Anaheim. Yeah. So yeah. at least he's still got something on the rolls. Yeah, well, he always starts pretty good during the year. Let's just hope he can keep it going and everyone can stay uninjured like you had in the 250 class. You had Colt out, Angelique Swell. Straight up. Like and I even, even had um, Justin Cooper out. That's why Colt Nichols rode, wasn't it? Yeah, but I mean, like, crashed out in this race, like, yeah. first round. So, and then um, you also got um, 
Chet Lawrence hurt himself, and hence why him and Hunter swapped. Yeah, so. but that's that's pretty standard for people to um, get hurt in preseason training because it's pretty. They're grinding on the track every day, trying to get an edge on everyone else. So it's pretty standard for people to get hurt before the series. Like you got um, Cinderella that's hurt. Kenny yep. said he was not had AIDS or something <laughs> in December. A lot. He's always got health issues, though. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, is oh. it is it something he's eating or is the water he's drinking wherever he's living it? Like, oh, how do you uh, always have health issues? I don't know. He probably just has overtrained most of his life, and it's. Just takes a toll on his body, and then plus the stress of trying to win and be a professional athlete is pretty full on. So that's like Hunter Lawrence coming out and saying that he's with Red Bull now, and he's got all these doctors because he's allergic to some foods that just shut his whole body down. Yeah, well, Roxon went back to Europe over the off season to spend time at the Red Bull headquarters to yeah. fix himself. He reckons probably with COVID, eh? Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> But no, hopefully Kenny can um keep it going. Like he's um he kind of needs to win because he's had the last few seasons where he's either got hurt or he's showed a lot of promise and then it hasn't come through. Like it's been a long time since he's won a title, and I don't think he's ever won a four fifty Supercross title. So hopefully he can do it because um yeah he's getting a little bit long in the tooth as well. You know, especially for the injuries and stuff he's had, you can't keep going forever. And it's. Probably the worst time now to try and wrap up the championship when him and Tomac were kind of going at it. There wasn't that many fast guys there. You probably on your bad night finished top five, but now he still hasn't got a championship. And yeah, I still think there's only oh probably six of the guys that could probably really win. Yeah, but in saying that, if you if you do go down or get a bad start, it's not like you know your worst position is fifth, like back. Four or five years ago, when yeah. Tomac and Roxon were going at it, you can easily get a tenth or eleventh, even twelfth now. If you, if yeah, you well, as we were talking about um, while we we're watching it, um, the tracks are allowing everyone to kind of be the same speed pretty easily. Like, there's nothing that like one or two riders are doing different to the rest. Everyone kind of does the same thing, takes the same line. There's no sections where people can jump it bigger or do the quad or yeah just take different lines really it's all pretty one line but hopefully that changes through the year because it does like it makes it a good racing but at the same time the excitement's not there from someone doing something different you know i feel sorry for marv because it's his last year now mm. you see how many people were jumping through the whoops tonight yeah no well they a lot of them said that after um Last year, and even in pre-season interviews, a lot of them were saying that they had been practicing that technique. Yeah, Paul Marv's been jumping through the whoops his whole career, and now that it's finally come to time, to sh- that's probably why he ended up so good because he's been doing it his whole career. He's just mastered jumping through the whoops. Yeah, well, I've seen even Malcolm jumping through the whoops today. He's never done that. He's always been like one of the best riders. Yeah, well, he went is. to pass Marv by skimming the whoops, and Marv was jumping the whoops, and Marv gapped him. Yeah, further. Especially on a, especially on that kind of track, like the, the whoops weren't massive, but they were, not much run up and real yeah. steep. So, um, you know, you could take the inside line, so you can take the line away from someone if you are able to jump through. Yeah, because Malcolm loves getting on top of the whoops and skimming them, where those that run up was fairly short. Yeah, he, he couldn't get the the drive to get on top of them and but for shift the up. for the first round, they the whoops are actually. 
half decent. Like they usually ease the riders into it. But um, yeah, they were pretty. They were pretty full on for the first round. Like obviously, you've seen what happened to Colt, but like that's just a mistake. But yeah, usually the whoops are either a little bit smaller or they just got one little section of whoops for the first round. But they had two kind of half decent sections, so yeah, it sorted a few people out tonight. I think the person that nailed the whoops perfectly today would have to be Christian Craig. He was blitzing through them. Yeah, he, he rode good. He rode real good today. I I can't see anyone really beating him other than maybe Lawrence this year now. Yeah, well, as like we said, you can't take too much away from the first round because someone different wins every year. But, yeah, Craig does look good. But he's looked good the last five or six years and you, you thought he would win, especially if you watch him ride off his socials and um, the qualifying times he always puts down. He's always pretty good during the heats, but, yeah, let's hope he can um, hold it together for the rest of the year. Deez's favourite rider, Vince Freezy, the sem- sem- semi-truck, yeah. you want to call him, hole-shotting and holding everyone up as usual in the 250 class this time now instead of 450. Yeah, but oh, I think it's a smart move for him to go down. Like He's been in the 450 class for, fuck, as long as I can remember. And, um, yeah, it's good to see him do something different. And he's getting some good results. Like a top five first 250 race, it's, that's real good. And he, you can tell that his um, start technique is just solid as because he goes back on a 250 and does exactly the same thing that he does on a 450. Yeah. Like, like I was saying, so he's the, the lessee of our generation now. Yeah. Just nails the starts, but obviously he can ride whoops and yeah. hold his position a bit. You'd almost put a place a bet that he's in a hole shot almost every round. He's like 450, 250, he's, his starts are dialed. Yeah, well, that's what's going to help him in the 250 class because um, he's not going to get swallowed up as much as he does in the 450. Like a 250 is a bit easier to ride for, and plus it's only 15-minute motos for the 250s. Doesn't so, unless his dad runs smart top still? Um, oh, I think he's a partner or something. Yeah, but um, it makes sense why he's getting the starts all the time. But... um. Yeah, like it, he won't get swallowed up as much after the good starts in the 250 class. And um, apparently he's going to be back on the 450 once it goes to East Coast. So right. we'll still see him in the 450 class this year, I think. Do you reckon March Banks just has like laser beam eyes for any PC rider now? Like he wanted to take Hemiker out, I reckon. He was just on there just waiting for the moment to put him over the berm. Yeah, I reckon he's over it by now. But he um he rode real good. He's he's one of my favourite riders actually. I hope he does good. I, I like that team. I hope that team does good. Yeah, unfortunately, um, Alex Martin didn't make it in. Yeah, to the four fifty four fifty main yeah. for his. But other than that, that team's pretty good. Um, one of my other favourite riders is Carson Mumford. Was doing pretty well in the main, but kind of just dropped back a little bit. Um, yeah, he done as good as you can kind of do on a. Suzuki, eh? Yeah, well, we're just, me and Andy were actually speaking about that yesterday. And I said to him, where are all the Suzuki's? And he said, no, well, there's no, no one really rides Suzuki's anymore. Yeah. And then we were looking at the post-race interviews and Suzuki's sponsor on a sponsor on one of the banners. Like, yeah. how can you sponsor a race that you only got maybe three bikes in 44 riders? Yeah. Um. Yeah, obviously everyone knows. Suzuki's been on the decline for the last 
oh, six years or something. But I don't know. Hopefully, they, hopefully they come back because you never want to see a manufacturer fold. But um, especially I, in our sport, it's such a small sport. You don't want one of the bigger manufacturers. Like if you think about Carmichael, he's won most of his races on a Suzuki. Yeah. Like well, th- that team they got this year looks like it's going all right. They combine the two teams. There's that Bar X, Chaparral. Suzuki team and then that Twisted T team yep. and I think they combined them um, for the Supercross and like they've got some good riders. Carson Mumford kind of just got um, a bit ripped off when he turned pro because he only got a year or half a year on Geico. He was a bit of a like a child prodigy when he was coming through the ranks and he only got like half a year on Geico and then the team evaporate. So yeah. He's had to go on satellite teams pretty much ever since. And, yeah, it's a hard slog to do it against the factory guys. I, I do like Carson Mumford. He's probably one of my favourite, almost, you would almost say privateer guys because he's on satellite. Like he's, yeah. he's been shopped around pretty much since he left Geico. He hasn't been going that strong. But hopefully he can do something with this team and keep on moving forward because he did pretty good in his heat race. Yeah. Um, you reckon Craig was doing the dirty Fushimoto and kind of checked him on the Stargate because very rarely you see two or three pro guys hit the gate straight off. Yeah, it's just a bit of follow the sheep that was. They all kind of got tricked a little bit. Carmichael was talking about it. I've I've never really seen seen it before. Like someone do it on purpose, but um. Yeah, Craig apparently done a little check and then that made Shimoda and Thrasher. Thrasher kind of jump a little bit early and hit the gate. But Did you see Shimoda get out of the gate? Yeah, and then both of <laughs> go them. Go over the five gate. gates and all see Thrasher. <laughs> but no, it, it was a good first night. There wasn't like too much drama besides Colt getting hurt, which is not a good thing. But Even Jalik Swole. Yeah, and Jalik Swole as well. I'm not sure what's wrong with Jalik, but. Um, yeah, the racing was all right. The, there was no real hectic battles for the lead. That was probably the only disappointing thing in the mains besides, especially after um, Sexton had that little bit of a mishap going into the turn. So hopefully the racing tightens up a little bit in the next few rounds. And Well, it, the racing did tighten up a bit with um, Hamaker, Lawrence and Marchbank five laps to go. Kind of. that, was, that, that was pretty exciting. Uh, yeah, in the in the... Um, the battle for second, second pretty much heated, yeah. heated up in them last few laps, so that was pretty good. But um, yeah, I mean for the lead, Christian Craig got out in front pretty oh, much straight away out, and yeah. just checked out. But the way he was riding in qualifying and the heat, you kind of expected that. And then same as Kenny, once he gets a good start, and if he leads more than say ten laps, you're rarely going to catch him. So, like Moseman got a little bit um, unlucky with the. Lap rider getting in his or not lap rider, a slower rider getting in his way and collecting him, um, or putting him down. But I reckon Moseman has the speed to maybe um, even challenge Craig for a win or hold Craig up enough where someone else potentially could win if um, Craig is behind Moseman. Yeah, there's a, there's a few guys um, that could win. Like yeah, Moseman's ridiculously fast on his day, but He's a year older, so hopefully he's a year wiser and rides a bit smarter because that's always been his downfall. He's always been red hot fast, but he just um, 
seems to make a lot of silly mistakes that cost him. So hopefully he sorts it out this year and, yeah, can get a few wins and a few podiums and challenge for the title. Ashimoto finishing seventh after being dead last or second second last. Yeah, good result after, um, yeah, getting stuck in the gate. And as we were saying before, it was a track that was pretty even and pretty hard to pass. So to get back to seventh, that's a real good result for the first round. Like you can still recoup, you know, you get a few podiums and you're back inside the top kind of four or five in the points. So you can't ask more than that. No, I, reckon, I thought it was really good for him to get up there. Um, as it's seeing A1 almost sold out, that's that's good to see again. Yeah, I don't know what the actual number was, but yeah, that's probably the fullest I've ever seen A1 in a long time. Um, yeah. I actually had a few mates over there, so it looked like it was a good time. And yeah, even the riders were saying how good it was to ride in front of a massive crowd again. Like they had restricted crowds the last kind of year or two, so well, that was good. At one stage, they had no crowd, so yeah. It, 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 I've I've been to A one yeah. and it was when it was Stuart's last year. Yeah. So it was fairly packed and that A one was more packed than on Stuart's last last year. So Yeah, well from the views that were showing it, yeah, it looked like there wasn't a spare seat in the house. I reckon it would be would have been amazing atmosphere out there. Yeah. Especially A one like four fifty gate drop main, like it would have been pretty cool to watch. Yeah. Especially how stacked the Stack the field was because, like yeah. I was saying to you, I've been to A1 and Las Vegas, and yeah. normally Vegas is the championships wrapped, yeah, already, wrapped up and everything, yeah, one even and though, done, yeah. yeah, even though it's the east, what, what used to be is the east west shootout, the last one, yeah, it was pretty good, but I don't think you can beat A1 really. Nah, A1's always good, like just the build up and the excitement, and yeah, you, you honestly don't know who's gonna win, and especially this year with a lot of the big names switching teams. and New bikes and, um, yeah, A1's always one of the best just out of pure excitement and just wanting to get the year started. But at the same time, you can't take too much away from one round. So we'll have to wait and see how the rest of the year goes. Well, it's good to see that there's three Anaheims back again. Yeah, it's been a while since that. There's been, like, what is it, two Anaheims lately, like the last few years? Only two, but it's it's good to see three back because everyone loves Anaheim and... It's a still a moto hotspot there, so it's always um, super popular with the fans there. So yeah, that's good to see. They should do like a little Anaheim King, like a, whoever wins the most points out of the three Anaheims is just Anaheim King. Yeah, they used to do something like that. They had a little series within a series, and you know you could win that took out a truck or something. Yeah, they used the to t- do. big tundras that they yeah. used to have. Do they still have that big whole shot award where you win the tundra or the? No, I think it was in the Triple Crown or something. If you were the Triple Crown champ through the year, like, you know, they used to do, like, yeah. two or three rounds in the Triple Crown. If you were the Triple Crown champ. You won the truck. Yeah, you won the truck, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah, because back in the day, you always used to see the big tr- Tundra or the um, Dodge or whatever. Yeah. There, and they used to be the Holshell Award or... Yeah. Don't see any of it anymore. Nah, not at the moment. Predictions for next week? Um, go four fifty first, and we'll go to two fifty. Yeah, in the four fifty, I like I like the Honda team, bro. Like both them riders are like Roxon's a a veteran and like a winner when he's healthy, and Sexton's one of the probably most talented up and comers at the moment. So yeah, I'll pick both of them. 
surely in the top three, and I reckon um, a dark horse. Anderson's dark horse. I reckon he's going to get some good results this year. Hopefully, he can get on a bit of a roll. You know, if he if he can get a good result sooner rather than later, and then get in a like a bit of a rhythm. I reckon he's going to be hard to beat. And um, yeah, my personal pick that I want to do good is Mookie. I just I can't wait to see um, how his year unfolds if he doesn't get hurt. So I'm excited for that. I'm going to go opposite to you. I'm going to go the KTM team minus Plessinger. I reckon Webb and Muskin, after seeing how good Muskin rode today, because he's also known for a slow starter, I reckon you might even see Cooper Webb and Muskin get out there and challenge the Honda boys for for a win. Yeah. Um, Especially Cooper come back through the pack in second. And like I said, Marvin went down once once or twice and come back and he's in fourth, so only 15 seconds behind, which is not really that much if you think about it. He was down twice um, and the truck was very one-lined. Um, my dark horse, I'll probably have to... I want to say Anderson too, but I want I want my main man, Tomac, to win. I want him to gel with that, start the Yamaha and start... Racking off some wins. Yeah, well, as I said, it's only the first round, and a six isn't isn't nothing to cry about. So yeah, I'm I'm pretty certain you could turn it around. The other one that we forgot about is Fernandez. Like he's he was a he's a little sleeper. Like when yeah. we were watching about it, and I said, "Oh, Fernandez is catching up," and you're like, "Oh, I forgot Fernandez is racing." Like yeah. he's, he's real quiet. Not much on his socials or anything like that. He's just real. To himself, kind of like Tomac, and you just kind of forget about him. But he he won the the motocross. Yeah, um, coming off a motocross championship, like um, you probably expected a bit more out of him tonight. But he got a like a fairly shitty start, and he had a few run-ins with riders. And you know that track, as we we're saying, is so hard to pass and even catch up time. And yeah, where well, yeah, he, where he, stalled, he, ended he did up. he did stall it in. In the whoops, so that probably did, didn't help him yeah. that much. But in saying that, did you see Mookie get wild in the whoops and almost run down the track guy? Yeah. Yeah, that track guy was um, wrong place, wrong time. Bro. He was he, flirting he, with death how yeah, fast Mookie was going through there. He shouldn't have jumped out in the track like that. <laughs> but, yeah, Mookie was out of control anyways, whether that guy was there or not. He was going off the track. It was Well, there was about three or four people in the – when Sexton went down and took out, almost took out Censorello, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so, yeah. And then it just piled everyone up coming into yeah, the whoops. Yeah, because once you're already in the whoops, it's hard to change directions. And if you change direction, you're going that way. You can't <laughs> change twice, so. 250s, what do you reckon? 250s, um, the way Craig rode tonight, especially his whoop speed, um, obviously he looks like the one to beat. But, um, yeah, our man, um, Hunter, like, Ozzy, he's, you got to um, be pumped for him. you got to think that his results will only get better during the year. Like, he had a pretty off night and he still managed a third. So, um, yeah, he's going to challenge for wins. And both the PC guys, like, Shimoda's a, one of the most consistent riders ever. But I don't know about his raw speed. And then you got Marchbank, so he could probably... Um, wing a win and Moe's been on a good night if he doesn't crash he could be up there but yeah I reckon 
the top three will probably look similar to what it is tonight, like Christian Craig, Hunter and... Yeah. Someone else, one of the other yeah. random... Yeah, probably March Banks or Mosman will be in there. But like I was asking you before, do you think Hunter had a little bit of a disadvantage knowing that he was racing, racing east and then Jack goes down, hurts himself and then they give him... Like ha- how long was it before... A1, he got the call up to say, hey, you'll be racing West now. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not sure. Like, they would all be in the swing of training because they all ride together and, um, you know, the West Coast only does four or five rounds and then it switches to East Coast. So their training would be kind of in the same rhythm. Like, he wouldn't be, like, not riding because he's not racing for five weeks. Like, he, he'd still be putting in the same as all the other guys. And they all ride together at that 83 compound this year. So Yeah, because um, Webb's, Webb's joined them now this year, hasn't he? Yeah, there's a yep. lot of guys out there. They've got, I think, um, I don't know if all the Rocky Mountains out there, but I know Anstey's out there. you got Webb out there. you got Bogle out there. you got the two Lawrence brothers. So it's a bit of a little hub out there. Yeah, but they say that it's a big mental game and you have to be mentally prepared for your racing and everything. Do you not think that Hunter was mentally prepared for East Coast? And it, it, would it, it wouldn't matter because don't they don't know what riders are racing what coast till pretty much the week before. Yeah. Because of that fact, because of people get injured last minute and um, they just like to play the mind game sometimes and not letting people uh, know, people until, know yeah. what riders are riding what coast. Wasn't it a couple of years ago one of the teams submitted all their riders for yeah. A1 and it was wasn't till time qualifying they said, "Oh no, only these yeah, these riders were yeah, doing." Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I think. Was it Geico? I think, or PC? P- I think PC done it because, yeah, you just got to do it because, yeah, it's Supercross and they're like training their asses off every week. It only takes the slightest thing to have a crash, and then you hurt, and yeah, it might only be something little, but if you're gonna miss one or two rounds, you may as well think, "Fuck it, I'll just do the east." You know yeah. what I mean? But um, no, but I don't. I don't think. Yeah, you don't reckon it was a disadvantage? Nah, not really. Um, yeah, the only thing is he's probably never done A1 before and that might have been a little bit intimidating because it's the opener and such a big event. But other than that, um, yeah, I reckon he would have been ready to go. Yeah, well, I reckon, me personally, I reckon Craig just doesn't have to get hurt and he's wrapped the championship up. Yeah. Um. He's been riding really good. Like last year, I believe he should have got that championship, but he hurt himself. Yeah. But so if he can keep healthy this year, like you're probably looking on a bad, real bad night. You're probably look like looking at him getting sixth, sixth or seventh on a real bad night. Like yeah. Well, this um, this coast usually, you know, the old saying is West is best, and usually this coast is the most stacked, but. Especially with cold out now. Like well, and possibly Jalik Swell. And Jalik Swell. Because that's a red flag, that, for him. Um, You know, like, I can't see his worst night being any worse than a seven for eight, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Even if he crashes three times. That's what I mean. Like, it's it's not that hard to catch back up. Like, no disrespect to any of the other riders. Yeah. But I think just his pure pace, it's... Yeah, he, like, he was by far the fastest all night tonight, especially his whoop speed and... He's been the favourite probably the last three or four years and never delivered, so I hope I hope he does this year. Yeah. But um 
yeah, other than that, I reckon Craig, Craig, Hunter, and I reckon Moseman want to be mainly your top three guys if they don't go down. If they go down, then obviously he opens up the door for Hamaker and then March Banks, Shimoda. And yeah, it's, it's all going to depend on the starts. And honestly, Freezy being there this year is going to throw a bit of a spinner in the works because everyone knows he loves a bit of a takeout and these 250 guys aren't the smartest. So um, I can see him throwing a spinner in the works and kind of disrupting the, the order a little bit, which is exciting really. Do you think Hunter, Hunter's well, pass or attempts on pass on Hamaker looked a lot worse than it actually was? Oh, was all right. I reckon. What on the last last corner? Yeah, I reckon. I reckon Hamaker was almost going down and was washing the front. Nah, he like anticipated Hunter to come in harder, so he got his bike out of the way and lent his body in, and then Hunter didn't touch him, and yeah, he nearly freaking crashed. Yeah, he almost crashed by himself. Yeah. So. Like I reckon, it looked worse than it actually was. Really, but be yeah, good if that, it, yeah, Hamika made that look worse than it was because he was anticipating a hit and the hit never come. It'd be good if there was a little bit of a rivalry somewhere because you look at the two fifties. Other than Moseman, really, there's, there's not anyone that's really aggressive. Other than Moseman, I guess Marchbanks. Yeah, and I guess Freezy's aggressive. Yeah, and Freezy, but um. Craig was pretty aggressive tonight to get the moves done early so he could check out. But it's only the first round too, so you don't want to get too hectic, you know what I mean? Like once it comes down to crunch time, I'm sure they're going to get a bit more aggressive if they know that they, it's going to help the title. See, because I love Cooper Webb's mind games. Like Daniel Blair was saying that Tomac parked his star Yamaha pretty much on the tough block on the inside for time practice. Yeah. And Cooper Webb come and weaseled his way in between... Yeah. Tomac in the tough block and was like rubbing elbows and trying to push him out the way so he can show that he was there. Like, I reckon that's, I love the mind game. I just don't see it happening in the 250s. Yeah. Um, yeah, the 250 guys let their ride and do the talking more than kind of that stuff because um, they don't really care about that stuff. They just want to be the fastest, you know what I mean? They want to yep. win races. But in the, 450s, you kind of got to play that game because they're all the same kind of speed, you know what I mean? And Cooper's got the upper hand because he's won the title last year and that was his second title. So yep. he's on a bit of a roll now. Uh, I, I do do really like that. So we'll guess it's Oakland next week, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. But um, other than that, that's that's pretty much what we – the wrap-up of A1. Yeah. Friends segments – Mick from Postmoto is listening to questions. So if you want to message us in some of your questions and we'll read them out. Other than that, that's pretty much it for us this week. How do you reckon we went for the first one, Madge? Yeah, not bad, not bad. We'll obviously clean it up over the weeks. This is our first one. We're just getting into it. And once the series gets kicked into, it'll make things a bit easier. And we're not just going to talk moto. We're just starting uh, moto because that's what we're into. And over the weeks and months, you'll get all types of different stuff from us, interviewing people from all different sports and genres. So, um, yeah, hopefully you like it and tune in. Beautiful. All right. Thanks for listening. Later. I'm just a regular, everyday, normal motherfucker. I told you in the first song, I'll tell you in another. I'm just a regular, everyday.